0: Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. We have a really great podcast for you today. Christy Thomas is back with the second half of her Mothers and Sons and Fathers 2 podcast. She has given us so many practical gems, and I hope that you are really enjoying it. But before we begin, I would like to share with you a couple of opportunities that I really hope that you will take part in. Let me start with the first one just before Christmas, I would like to feature you and a variety of other listeners in a podcast where you will share your favorite tradition or your favorite memory, just something that has made Christmas really, really special over the years to you. If you would be willing to be featured in a minute and a half or so, one to two minutes of a little piece of your Christmas memories or traditions, we would love that. I would love that. You could record it on your phone and just email it to me or we could meet on Zoom and I could record it from there and and take it from there. So please consider that this could be one way that you bless others this Christmas season and email me at lori at kitstrengthforlife.com and I'll leave that link in the show notes. And the second opportunity is going to be shortly after the new year when we are all set to start anew. I'd like to have a book discussion on the book Parenting by Paul Tripp. It is such a good book, and every page is just loaded with wisdom. And it would be just great to have some good discussion about it. Email me at the same email address, which is laurie at kidsstrengthforlife.com. And let me know if you're interested and I'll get more information to you. So now let's turn to Christy Thomas and listen to her second half of her podcast that has continued from last week about mothers and sons and fathers too. Okay, you've talked about Bible memorization as habits. What are some of the other habits? I presume there's a few more habits up your sleeve. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For okay. any
1: spiritual discipline, there's a small habit that you can use either to get you going or just as a small habit that remains small. So a lot of people tell me, oh, I want to start reading a devotional regularly. Sometimes we pick it up, but we can't be consistent. So I would say make it really, really, really small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want to find if you want to read a devotional, find the shortest devotional you can possibly find. And I have mm-hmm. I have at least one good recommendation for anybody who is looking for something that doesn't take much time. Basically, yeah. you want to take that excuse away from yourself yourself. You want to be able to say, well, it only takes 30 seconds. So I have time for that. Right. right. <laughs> Even on my busiest days. Right. Yeah. If you wanted to read the like the actual Bible, I would say, read one verse. One mm-hmm. verse is mm-hmm. enough. You could read a proverb, a verse from Psalms. It could be just very simple because when you take it and make it really small, it makes it a lot easier to do. Mm-hmm. So things that are easier to do are more likely to get done. Like if if you ask me to pick up my phone and go on Instagram right now, that would be very easy for me. (laughs) It would be very likely to get done. If you asked me to do 20 push-ups. There there is zero chance of that happening (laughs) because that's very hard for me. So the easier you can make something, the more likely it is to actually get done. So just make it shorter, decrease the expectations. It seems Mm -hmm. funny that decreasing the expectations would work, but it, it does every time.
0: You decrease the expectations and you increase the results. Yes, exactly. It's, it's yeah. Kind of, Lower the bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Any others?
1: Oh, yeah. So if, let's say you wanted to pray. Maybe you're you want to get a prayer habit going. You can start by just saying something like, hey, what was good about your day? Let's talk to God about that. Sometimes I use this kind of two part one where we say, God, today I liked. And then we say, God, today I didn't like. And that's it. And it makes it easier for kids to know what to say, because one of the problems with prayer is that we often just don't know what to say, right? Mm-hmm. So it just makes it very simple. It doesn't take very much time. You can also make it fun. One of my sons really likes what he calls a passing prayer. So I hold the stuffed animal and I say something and then I pass the stuffed animal to him and then he says something and then we just pass it back and forth. So yeah, um, making it easy because it's fun. So it doesn't necessarily have to be super short, but if it's fun, it's also easier to get in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. Can I keep asking more? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have any other ideas? I just love this part, all the real practical tools. Oh,
1: let me see. I mean, those those are all very simple. Oh, let's talk about worship. So let's say you wanted to get worship into your day more consistently. This is something that I'm working on (laughs) right now. I haven't developed any little habits around it yet, but I probably should take my own advice. (laughs) But you could do something like, you know, when you get into the car, you turn on the Christian radio station or your favorite, whatever. You just, you buckle your seatbelt and that's what you do. You just turn it on that becomes Mm -hmm. a habit. That's not working for me because we always listen to audiobooks in the car, but Um, that works for a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I turn it on for myself. And then I hear my kids kind of singing along. You can say, while I'm making lunch, I turn on worship music. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of this that makes it actually more likely to get done is that you connect it with something that you're already doing in your day. So instead of saying, I will turn on, I really want to turn on worship music. That's the end of that, right? It's not going to happen, or it might happen once in a while. If you want it to be consistent, you have to connect it with something you're already doing consistently. And we might think, well, I'm not very consistent. Well, you always eat lunch. Yeah. Well, you, al- yeah. you always eat meals. Mm-hmm. You always get in the car or wait for the bus. You mm-hmm. always tuck your kids in, or like, there's always something that you're doing regularly, like giving your kids mm-hmm. a bath or yeah. Yeah. reading brushing brushing or something, brushing your teeth. Exactly. There's, there's always those times And you can, you just have to think creatively about how can I implement a small habit in that day? So maybe while you're brushing your teeth, you sing, Jesus loves me to your two-year-old while you're brushing their teeth. How easy would that be? Right. Right. Bath time, you can turn on music or you can be singing little songs to your child that that wouldn't work with a 13 year old, but (laughs) it would work with a little one. And sometimes you just have to, you know, as your kids get older and you're no longer bathing them or no longer driving them, then you have to shift your habits, but it's When you think of making it easy and connecting it with something you're already doing, it becomes a lot
0: easier to get in. so good. So, Mm -hmm. so good. So speaking of a preschooler versus an older child that may be preteen, we need to connect with them differently. As you just Mm -hmm. said, I really like that. So how do you see connecting differently? What are some of the different tools that you might use differently?
1: Mm -hmm. Less, less like direct teaching with my older ones and more let's talk about this let's ask questions together try to do a lot more discussion and less like okay let's read the bible story Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes we'll open up more if we're eating or if we're going for a walk or if we're driving together and they're in the seat beside me that's the nice thing about older kids is they actually can sit beside you (laughs) yes that's true (laughs) (laughs) you're not a taxi anymore. That's a good question. So sometimes it's actually not that much different because preschoolers are squirmy and they need to be engaged. And preteens um, also need to be engaged, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the way that you do it. Yes. But so preschoolers, you know, uh, what I love about preschoolers is, it's that it's all new to them. They don't know the Bible stories yet. So mm-hmm. you're telling them the story of Elijah and not Carmel. And they're like, oh,
0: what?
1: <laughs> 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 or I remember my, my little guy was like, oh that's jesus and then when he finally figured out the manger had jesus in it wow well that's not that exciting to a 12 year old no <laughs> like, i know that stuff already yes so there's less of that like initial discovery with preteens mm-hmm. but the nice thing about preteens is that you can talk about those deeper issues that you can talk about metaphorical ideas like the fruit of the spirit and they actually understand it because their brains are ready for that yeah so i I love that you can have those deeper conversations with them. Yeah.
0: And maybe you can have more application. You know, Mm -hmm. you can take the, the the shorter story and then you can apply it to how it would mean something to them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that as well. Yeah. That's great. Okay. This is a tough one. This is a Mm -hmm. tough one because we are in a culture right now that I would say fights against biblical principles Mm -hmm. in so many ways. And, Raising kids right now, we want to raise them to love God and and God's word. So how do you deal with a culture that's opposed to biblical principles in many cases? Do you have thoughts? Was,
1: some of my original thoughts are just that that can be really scary and we can be really tempted to live in fear of that. And I see yeah. that in a lot of family discipleship books that we have to be so careful Because the world's going to snatch our kids away, we have to develop that firm foundation. And, and a lot of it comes from a place of being afraid of the culture. And Mm -hmm. so I don't really believe in living in fear of that. Obviously, that's not where I want my kids to walk, but Mm -hmm. But I don't think that God calls us to live in fear of that. Like if Daniel had lived in fear of the culture, he wouldn't have been Nebuchadnezzar's right-hand man, right? He was just like, I'm just doing my thing. I I will work in this as far as it works for me. And but I am still clearly different. Mm -hmm. So I keep an eye open. We talk about things sometimes if they come up. But I really think that God tells us not to be afraid. I read recently that he tells us not to be afraid 365 times in the oh, Bible. Like, once a day. How clear is that? <laughs> There's a do not be afraid for every day. And yeah. living in fear, I think, can damage our relationship with our kids because when mm-hmm. we're afraid, we try to control. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm trying to control my kids, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Like, right. the world's going to get you? We're living in fear of the future then that is going to hurt that relationship that we're building with our kids. And like I said earlier, they discovered that that relationship itself is actually really key. Mm -hmm. So we need to, (laughs) okay, God's got this. It's all right. So, I mean, on one hand, it doesn't come up super often right now in our family because we are homeschooling. Now Mm. that's actually not why I chose homeschooling. It's just kind of, it's a convenient side effect, I guess. But our kids were in public school for a while. And so we would talk about some things like, Oh, there's a kid in your class
0: that is like, there is no God. What what do we believe about that? Right. They can open the conversation. You can just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 yeah, I think so. I mean, there are probably things that I do that
1: 20 years ago, you know, my parents probably were horrified <laughs> about <laughs> maybe some of the things that I do or believe or don't believe. And they, 20 years ago, my parents would have gone Oh my goodness, she's an apostate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now we realize, oh, it actually wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And actually you yeah. can still be a Christian and do these things like, yeah. you know, for me, like reading Harry Potter or something, you know, when that yeah. first came out, that was, that was a big deal. And for some, some families, that's still a big deal. And that, that's kind of a right. kind of thing. Right. right. But um, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't make me want to do magic. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it Didn't make me believe in it. I knew it was fantasy and it was imaginary.
0: Yes. But, Sort of so, like the Wizard of Oz. We grew up with the Wizard of Oz, hmm. but there were <laughs> witches and yeah, sorts of things. So yeah, yeah. And you probably didn't believe that you could actually go to Oz. And <laughs> no, no, I I didn't, and I was kind of didn't really want to. No, well, no, it's <laughs> I like kind of like home more than than venturing out to Oz. That's
1: <laughs> true, and I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it if you want to not expose your kids to that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. I'm just saying when we're afraid of the culture, sometimes we're afraid Mm -hmm. of things that we actually don't need to be afraid of. Right. 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 So we need to just like, relax, relax. Yeah. Let's talk to God about this, about the fear and why we're afraid of this thing. Yeah. And I think that's going to help us be better parents.
0: Yeah. And just raise our kids in getting to know God for Mm -hmm. who he is and being close to him and when we're protected, we don't have to fear what's out there when we know that we're in a safe place and being close to God is a, a very safe place. Yeah. Yeah. No matter
1: where you are, even if you're making movies in the most secular place in the world, <laughs> or if you move to Iran or wherever you are, being with God is
0: that's yeah
1: safest, maybe not physically safest, but <laughs> safest place I, to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. So you interact with a lot of parents, especially with your coaching and all now. So you must see some parents who are very frustrated and they don't understand their sons and they don't understand how to deal with certain situations. What do you have to say to that parent?
1: Bring it to God. Like all the time. I pray so much, (laughs) like, pray for yourself, for patience. I'm always praying for patience with my kids. (laughs) Pray for insight, pay attention to your son. You know, there've been a lot of times when I've been frustrated with my, one of my boys and not really understand why, why are you doing this? (laughs) Like This drives me crazy, but I I can take it to God. And he's the one who knows what's going on inside them. So that's, it's not like he's going to Sometimes he does. He kind of downloads something into my brain like, oh, and then you go, OK, I understand my son better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when I'm talking to God, he's giving me grace for myself and for them. Mm-hmm. And he helps me to parent them better out of mm-hmm. out of his kind of love for my child instead mm-hmm. of just the sense of frustration, like oh, I'm not in control and I got to fix my son. So when we yeah. are talking to God, that's just Every time somebody asks me that, I'm like, I know it's not a cop-out. You pray. We say, just pray about it. it's actually not a cop-out. It is the most powerful thing that we can do.
0: Yes. Yes. And I've found that looking to the way that God parents us, he Mm -hmm. parents us with love and kindness. And to be able to pass that on to our kids is just really a strong way to be able to be less frustrated, be more hopeful. Absolutely. Christy, this has been so, so good. And you are just such a wealth of knowledge and insight and wisdom. And I just really, really appreciate that. Do you have some final words that you wanted to share with our listeners? Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit more about we're talking about boys today,
1: right? So I think one of the things that you really need as a parent is you'll need perseverance to just keep on when they won't stop climbing on everything in sight, when the rocks in his pocket, bang up your washing machine, (laughs) when there's a whoopee cushion that has melted to the side of your dryer, (laughs) when there are sticks and grass and autumn leaves all over your freshly mopped floor. And when they just won't stop talking about Minecraft, you are going to need perseverance to really get to know your son. You just, we just, as parents, we can't become offended when they won't share their problems We're going to just need to find ways to climb over those walls and into their hearts. But our best teammate on the journey of raising our boys, of raising our girls is God. He's the only one who can fill us with unconditional love, grace, patience, and perseverance on those really hard and messy and noisy days. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling unloving and graceless and impatient and want to just completely give up and go hide in the bathroom just give it to God and let him give you what you need. Only then is, are you going to be able to give your son, your daughter, your grandson, what he needs most from you?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. So, so good. What great way for us to close this interview with words that will just give us strength to keep on keeping on. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Okay. Well, Christy, I just thank you so much. Will you provide for me some links to your books and mm-hmm. and things? And I'll leave those in the show notes. And also, uh, I think that you had something you wanted to share with the listeners today that might help them in their journey. Can you describe that?
1: Absolutely. So I have a free download on my website called the Start Little Guide. So if, if this resonated with you and you thought, oh, I want to do some of those little things and make this family, this faith formation simple and sustainable, I have a guide called the start little guide. It gives you a bunch of different ideas of little tiny things that you can do ideas for when you could fit them into your day. And also a little bit of the science behind the habit formation. So you can download that. I will give you the link, Lori.
0: Okay. So we'll leave that link in the show notes and you can download that guide. And I know that it's going to be helpful to all of you. So Christy, thank you so, so much for giving us your time today and your wisdom. And I really look forward to getting together again and talking about that Fruit of the Spirit book.
1: (laughs) Me too. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That'd
0: be great. Okay. You have a wonderful Christmas season and we will be in touch with you again. And we will leave all this good information for our listeners to get in touch with Christy. So be sure to check out the show notes. Thank you, Christy. We'll see you again soon. We will. Bye. Bye. That concludes our chat with Christy. I just love her energy and her expressiveness. And I do look forward to hearing from her again. And I hope that you are all having a wonderful Christmas season. And when it's really hard, I know the Christmas season is hard. I just hope that you can rest in the Lord this week.